Welcome to this online act of worship at St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're joining us. Do please leave a comment or a like. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said to the leper who had been made clean, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. everyone to our choral Eucharist on this the 17th Sunday after Trinity. We're delighted that you're joining us for this online act of worship. We begin with an opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, 
and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Almighty God, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. Pour your love into our hearts, and draw us to yourself, and so bring us at last to your heavenly city, where we shall see you face to face, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. These are the words of the letter which Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the elders of the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from the second letter to Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descended from David, as preached in my gospel, the gospel for which I am suffering and wearing fetters like a criminal. But the word of God is not fettered. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain salvation in Christ Jesus with its eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this, and charge them before the Lord to avoid disputing about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan, then said Jesus, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. A work colleague of mine shared with me a story about her son having cracked his first joke. They have a routine at bedtime each evening of reviewing the day and identifying things to be thankful for. 
And on this particular occasion, after a few rounds of this, Hassan had pushed the boundaries rather further than usual, joyfully proclaiming his thanks for tissues to catch his sneezes before they both collapsed into laughter. It's a lovely story, isn't it? And not least because that joke has something of a child's wisdom about it, pointing to the abundance of the blessing that we have received, the recognition of which is itself a joyful blessing. In his well-known hymn, Johnson Oatman wrote, Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Psychology research tells us that gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people to feel positive emotions, to relish good experiences, to improve their health and to deal with adversity and build strong relationships. In today's Gospel, we see that Thanksgiving may also draw us into faith in Christ. And elsewhere in scripture, we can find a number of lessons about thanksgiving. For example, that in thanksgiving, God is glorified. In the second letter to the Corinthians, we read, And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. In thanksgiving, we find peace. In the letter to the Philippians, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving opens our eyes. In James's epistle, we find... Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. For many of us, and I certainly recognise this in myself, it is all too easy to fall into a state of ingratitude, taking for granted all of the blessings we enjoy. At other times, we adopt an attitude of self-satisfaction for whatever comforts life has afforded us, and we assume that peace will always follow us. Now, paradoxically, the more that we are inclined to apparent minutiae in those things that we feel thankful for in our lives, the more our lives tend to expand, the less self-absorbed we tend to be, and the more we are drawn to God and to his purposes for our lives. And this is hugely significant. A quotation from Bernard Shaw might summarise for us what is at stake here. He said, This is the true joy in life, being used for a purpose, recognised by yourself as a mighty one, and being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. So let's look more closely then at today's gospel and its significance. This is a story found only in Luke's account. Only Luke extends Jesus's ministry into Samaritan territory. Samaritans were descendants of Israelites and Gentile settlers from the Assyrian period. They had not undergone the transformation experience of exile. They worshipped at Mount Gerizim, which was sacrilege to the Jews who insisted on the primacy of the Jerusalem temple. There was enduring enmity then between Jews and Samaritans. But in the parable of the Good Samaritan, again only found in Luke's account, he contrasts the compassion of the foreigner with the heartlessness of the Jewish leaders who passed by on the other side. A similar contrast is made in today's reading. Now, it's sometimes noted that Jesus directs the ten lepers to go and show themselves to the priests in Jerusalem, and there's nothing in the story to suggest that they didn't do exactly what Jesus had commanded. Only the Samaritan returns, though. 
as Geoffrey John, former dean of St. Alban's Cathedral notes, the significance of this story is the revelation that Jesus is the embodiment of God's own presence and that God has acted in him to cleanse the lepers and in him God must be acknowledged. It is the Samaritan's prostration before Jesus and his recognition of God's grace specifically working in him that makes Jesus say, your faith has saved you. And although all ten were cleansed, for the Samaritan alone, those words have their full spiritual as well as physical meaning. Your faith has brought you salvation. Elsewhere in Luke, we find it is those who are outsiders who show a faithful response to Christ, exceeding that found in Israel. The Syrophoenician woman, the centurion, the woman of the streets, the tax collector. Luke makes clear that the experience of being on the outside often enables people to respond to Christ with faith and thanksgiving. A key insight of the Christian faith is that we are more truly ourselves the more we give ourselves away. This is the mysterious dynamic of love. The ultimate expression of that mystery in the Christian life is the Eucharist. Eucharist being the Greek word for thanksgiving. In the Eucharist, God in Christ continues to give himself to us as he gave himself to us in the Incarnation and on the cross. These saving events are represented and made actual to us, and at the same time we are gathered into him through our incorporation into his body, the Church. Scripture speaks of the worshipper's sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, but this is not a sacrifice in the sense that praise and thanksgiving mean giving something up. Rather, the spirit of praise and thanksgiving are themselves blessing. When we offer something of the bounty we have received back to God, it is not loss, but joy. I began with a child's wisdom in thankfulness to God and also in a mother's wisdom in establishing such a helpful practice as to take time each evening to be thankful. I'd like to finish by sharing with you the wisdom of the Ignatian tradition and specifically the practice of the Exomen, prayerful reflection at the end of each day on the events that have taken place and to be alert to God's presence and so to discern his purposes in our lives. It's a straightforward practice. We make space to be present to God and in so doing we become aware of his presence. We simply take a step back and we ask for the grace to see with new eyes to recognise the gifts of each day. In our haste these often pass us by. The examen can help us break negative cycles, those patterns of thought that hold us back from recognising God's gifts. How often do we find ourselves imagining that we will be happy when our circumstances change, when some challenge is removed or when we achieve some goal? This leaves us feeling unsettled and unfulfilled. The examen encourages us to focus on and to cultivate gratitude for the blessings we have in the here and now. When we become attentive to God's overwhelming generosity, gratitude blossoms. And though we also sense our own insufficiency, the assurance of God's love allows us to face the future with hope. By reflecting on moments where we can perceive God's presence during the day, we then look forward better able to discern where God may be calling us. Most fundamentally, gratitude is the profound feeling that arises when we recognise and respond to the revelation that we are held in God's infinite love. The examen is an invitation to a daily point of rest in that love, giving rise to a gratitude that strengthens us for what lies ahead. Rooted in this loving relationship, we look forward in faith and hope. A true to that, and Amen.
Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, creator and sustainer of all, you who surround and infuse us with your infinite love, you who are always aware of our lives, every facet of our lives, never too busy or remote or superior to concern yourself with even the apparently least of us, Open now our hearts that we may feel a oneness with your creation. God of grace, we pray for our world. We thank you for the beauties, both extraordinary and ordinary that crowd space. We pray for nature, for the intricate, odd-looking insects, for all the small scuttling animals, for the squirrels and magic-eyed foxes, for the robins, the springy wrens, for the plants, the plane trees, the oaks, the struggling ashes, for every striving alive thing as the climate turns colder. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our society, that we may live peacefully together, recognizing we spring from the same source, embracing God, Help us to be channels for your abounding kindness as it rolls through our bodies, our minds. Let us be generous with our attention as we walk the streets of London today. Let us spread a sense of unity as we absorb the headlines, the opinions of others, information gathered by journalists, and all those who work in the media. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those involved in disputes, in strike action, struggles of all kind. We pray for those gripped by fear of financial insecurity, for those who may be worrying about losing their jobs and livelihoods. We pray also for people feeling maligned at the moment, for individuals who have come under attack, for those anxious for their reputations. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. We pray for this beautiful, enduring Church of St. Brides and for all who work to keep it a place of worship. We pray for the Diocese of London and for our Bishop Sarah. We pray for everyone striving to live by spiritual principles, by love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, we commend into your hands those whom we have loved but see no longer. We pray for anyone mourning. We pray for anyone carrying within them the heaviness of a broken heart. You give everyone breath. You give everyone care. 
You give everyone everything you have to give. Merciful God, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the sake, sake of your, your Son, our, our Savior, Savior Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever.
It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. same way after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith, receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts, by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this church in the name of the Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your mind of all the great churches. We are not worthy of the much that God has promised unto your children, but you are the faithful, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us that the greatest Lord, so to speak the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our
Let us pray. Lord, we pray that your grace may always precede and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.